no other event that I've ever worked, either a local event um, or a national event, has the same type of camaraderie that Abbey Road on the River does. Welcome to Something Will Happen, a podcast about the largest Beatles music festival in the U.S., Abbey Road on the River, celebrating our 20th anniversary, May 26th to 30th, 2022. I'm Melissa, one of the organizers of the festival, and I'll be talking about all things Abbey Road on the River, held every Memorial Day weekend in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Whether you're new to Abbey Road on the River or you're a festival regular, if you love the Beatles as much as we do, you're in the right place. This is Something Will Happen. Something Will Happen. Let's get started. Thanks, everyone, for being here today on the staff panel. Let's go around and have everyone say their name and their title and what they do. I'll just have you guys introduce yourself. Um, let's start with Mendy. Hi, I'm Mendy Froelich. I'm, um, I look like I'm on camera. I feel like I'm on camera, although I'm on a phone. <laughs> I get all nervous, sorry, everybody. I'm the beverage manager, so I run all the bars for the festival. Um, this will be, my company is called Cherry Red Events, um, and we staff and run all the bars. This will be our 13th year with the festival. So we started at the Belvedere and then moved over to Jeffersonville. I did do also do a couple of years in Washington, D.C., although they ran the bars themselves there um, at our venue. I was brought on to do other things just because I had to be had to move to the festival. Um, but I've been doing the bars in Louisville and Jeffersonville for 13 years. Um, wow. we, and, you know, interesting thing, if you guys that attend the festival, I'm sure you've noticed, um, I would say 80% of the bar staff is still the same. For the 13 years everybody keeps coming back so it's kind of cool you can recognize your bartender year after year like we have people email and you know facebook message and stuff our bartenders all year round and check in on them and bring them treats so it's kind of cool that it's become like you know like your corner neighborhood bar like you recognize your people so that's kind of like what we i try to keep the same people for that reason so it's kind of cool that's very yeah. cool yeah. yeah 13 years that's awesome yeah that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a lot of drinks and a lot of beer. <laughs> a lot of beer right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, how about Melanie? Let's talk about yourself. Tell us what you do. All the tasks that you do. I know you do a ton, ton of stuff. <laughs> I do a lot. Um, my name is Melanie Horn. Um, I have, I'm probably one of the only people who have been with Abbey Road on the River since it came to Louisville in 2005. Um, the first year I um, was working at the Kentucky Center for the Arts at that point, and they were handling the box office. So I was helping to, I was what, su supervising the box office. Um, and then in 2006, I became the box office manager for Abbey Road on the River, um, which has been a long time. I was so much younger then. That's like- We all were. 20 years. <laughs> um, um, I guess 17 years. Um, Wow. I also ran the box offices for all three years in um, DC. National Harbor in DC. Um, and then we also did a little, a smaller event, uh, one Labor Day weekend in Cleveland in 2013. Um, and all the little events in between, almost all of them. Uh, I think the only one that I did not do was the two years that they did Scranton, um, which was pretty early on in the festival. Sure. Um, I handle everything box office from customer service to ordering wristbands, um, I handle the Beatles books, um, and I handle a lot of the uh, tech support on site. Um, so if 
one of the bars has an issue with the register, um, I take care of that as well. Um, I do, I do a lot. I don't know. <laughs> sure there's more, but that's the main stuff. <laughs> yeah. I like that. You said tech support and like, cause you, I always see you running around, like setting up the, the iPads and the phones and like getting all that. Yeah. I don't understand that. So. Yeah, she'll be the parking folks that scan your tickets. Yeah. Um, I get them set up on that as well. Um, mm -hmm. The pretty much any ticket that is built, um, mm -hmm. it's either going to be me or Gary. Yeah, I, I'm one of. I work on it all year round. Um, I'm just kind of in the background. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of radio calls to Melanie all day long every day. <laughs> you hear her name more than anybody's. I think probably more than Gary's on the radio. I think so. Yeah, you're right. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's go to Allie. Tell us a little hey. bit about yourself. Hey, everybody. I'm Allie Hawthorne with M2 Public Relations. Um, I have been working with the festival since 2008. So I think that's about 14 years, if my math is correct. So I handle the, the advertising and the PR. So I'm working, you know, trying to get our stories out there, trying to get interviews lined up ahead of time. I work with our sponsors quite a bit and um, make sure that they're being loved on and that they're appreciated for their support um, of the event. We have awesome, awesome support and sponsors from the city of Jeffersonville, Southern Indiana Tourism. Um, we just, we, we work together with those folks to make sure that everybody is getting, you know, getting what they want out of this event, meaning this event is a huge economic impact for the city. Um, and so we want folks to understand that and know how important it is, um, not just for the people that come and have a good time, but for the success of the economy and all those other benefits that it brings. So we're just super grateful to have awesome support within the city of Jeffersonville but yeah, during the event itself, I'm usually running around trying to do interviews on site, you know, um, making sure the media that comes gets the information they need. If they want to talk to a band or get interviews with fans, we're kind of coordinating that. Um, a lot of times our sponsors get privileges like, you know, we invite the mayor of Jeffersonville to come speak to the crowd during the event. So we're working to coordinate that, making sure that goes off well. Um, but yes, I did travel to Washington, D.C. for those few years with the event, which was a super awesome experience to get to work with some of the media in that market, more of the national media. Our, our partner there was ABC News. Um, and it was just, you know, it was a super fun experience in a very different market for us. So, um, yeah, it's been a long run. And I'm, I love hearing how as three of us and you too, Melissa, have now, gosh, how many years have you been with the festival? Uh, me since 17. I've only been here since we moved to Jeffersonville. You say only, but that was like, That's what? A long time. Yeah. Yeah, five, five years, years ago. Yeah, yeah. I just think so it's, it's so interesting that I don't know about you guys, but this is one of the longest running, I guess, clients that I've had. Um, and I know that we're all, you know, we all do this event, not just because it's a job, but because we love it so much and it's dear to our heart. And I think it's a testament to that, that we're all, you know, we've all been committed to this event for so long and goodness knows we've been through a lot together, especially the past few years. So cheers to all of us and all the other staff that's not on this um, call, but I can speak for myself to say that you guys are my favorite, you know, working with you guys is one of my favorite things about the event. So 
Yeah, I mean, for oh, sure, you know, because my company, I do a lot of different festivals and Melanie does too as well. It's particularly music festivals. And um, most of the other ones are you're in it for the job and the paycheck and you get through it and go through the motions. And, you know, Abbey Wood on the River is different. And, you know, everybody's become a family to me over the years. And the same for my entire okay. bar staff. I mean, I have people that come in from other states. Um, that work this festival every year to come in and do this festival and spend time with us. And it's a big deal. We look forward to it all year. And uh, you're exactly right, Allie. I mean, there's no other, there's no other client that I've had that has been sort of become a family like this to me. Um, so it's, it's super cool. And it's way more than work to, to, to us for sure. Yeah. I, that's great that you, that you all say that. I always, try to think of like what makes this festival so special and it it's really just an anomaly it's a unicorn <laughs> it, really, it really is it's a family not even just with the staff like with the bands right. and with right. with our customers yeah. like and the food the vendors people. Yeah, yeah like the same people year after year after year no other event that i've ever worked either a local event um or a national event has the same type of camaraderie that every road on the river does Right. Yeah. I mean, I've stayed in places all over the world with some of our band members. I mean, I was stayed in, I went to Columbia and stayed in Bogota right. with Classic Stone, you know, like that kind of stuff. It's not going to happen, you know, I think because the way the festival is set up, that it is the same performers that come back every year makes a big difference. Because mm -hmm. when you're working the bigger music festivals, you know, it's a different lineup every year and, you know, they're in these restricted zones and you don't really, it, it's just different. And yeah. I mean, we're even friends with like, I become friends with the food vendors, really, you know, there, like all of us are just one big sort of thing and you know I think that's a good way to put it it's like a unicorn especially in this business you know um, yeah. yeah I think for I know for myself and from from what I hear from most other people I talk to the event has something that's way more meaningful for me I mean this is kind of a personal story but like you know when I first was connected with the event back in 2008 um, a friend of mine that was working at the convention and visitors bureau at the time just called me out of the blue. I had actually just been through a breakup and I was in like a crappy place. And she called me out of the blue and was like, Hey, the guy that produces Abbey road on the river is looking for some PR help. At this point, the event was like in three weeks. And I was like, I'm, what? And she's like, yeah, I, I referred him to you. I, I, you know, I referred him to him too. And he's going to call you. And so I was just kind of like, Whoa. And so the next day I, showed up at the Galt House Hotel and knocked on this hotel room door. I've never met this person. I don't know who this is. I had like a huge coffee and I was just like, took a deep breath. Like, I have no idea what's about to happen. But that was when I first met Gary and we spent the entire like rest of the day together. We worked, we went to a meeting at the Courier Journal, which is our Louisville um, daily newspaper. And at the time they were our major sponsor. And, you know, from then it, it just, we completely kind of hit it off and, that event coming up in three weeks gave me something to focus on and put my energy into. And when it, when we were at the event that year, it was so fun and it was such an amazing experience. And I met, you know, um, one of my close friends now, Andrew Rates, who um, actually ultimately ended up introducing me to my husband. But for me, that event, like it, it was at a pivotal time and it ended up being much more to me than just a music festival. It, it you know, was, Kind of a life-changing experience in a great way and a lot of times when you talk to our fans and our staff and our bands everybody's got a story of how this event you know has affected them or or changed their life for the better or connected them with someone who's now a lifelong friend or 
And I just love hearing those stories because I think they really are unique to our event. There is some kind of good magic and karma swirling around Abbey Road on the river that is um, possibly rooted back to the karma that the Beatles put out there. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. How, um, you know, there's something very special about that. And we're like channels of that as just extending that more into the universe. So that um, is until you do this for a living. <laughs> I know you're going to have to just cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that story though. Like how life-changing just like starting working at Abbey Road has been for you. Um, at well, I can jump in with Melanie. Andrew how did, story. what? I can jump in. Andrew Race yes. who brought me onto the festival. Did He's he? actually, yes. He, a, a mutual friend of ours, Kristen Burrell, if you're listening, Kristen, hi. I think she listens to this podcast, um, uh, suggested me to Andrew Rates. And um, I also met Gary at the golf house. <laughs> and walked in. Ellie, I don't know if you were in that meeting or not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gary can tell you the story. He always makes fun of me of what I was wearing um, for that first meeting. <laughs> it was a little crazy. I don't know what I was. I wearing. remember Mindy because I was yeah. like, oh, wow. She's bold. Those <laughs> are some, some bold like, boots. And coat. And I don't know what I was wearing, but you know, I, I did music festival. So I was you like, always have great style, Mindy. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, he still talks to me to this day about what I was wearing in that meeting. I guess it's memorable. This is the oh, you thing. stood out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you um, got yeah, the job. I, I said, and that's when I met Ali, I guess, too. I, I, was, I thought you were there. Um, and, you know, that was my first day. And he hired me an hour later. The <laughs> same thing. Like, I think I sat there for six hours. Um, and we just talked about stuff. And this, it was gone from there. I, you know, I feel like, you know, Gary's got this sort of charisma that people you either like automatically connect with immediately or you don't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of us have just automatically connected with him. And, um, the, you know, the way yeah. I got the job was because the person who was the box office manager at the Kentucky center did not connect with Gary. And she's like, I can't <laughs> right. deal with this person. We go out, we go outside and just deal with this promoter for me. I'm like, sure. So I did. And then I got the job. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It really is. It does help to like work with people that you get along with though. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you have to absolutely. know that you jive and then he's picked this team of like everyone who jives with him. But then we all like get along with each other, which is like what makes it all this family and, you know, not just the staff, but the, you know, the vendors and everyone else. So it is very cool. I love those stories. I was going to ask you how you all got into Abbey Road. So that's great. <laughs> um, do, you, do you have any like other um, stories like that people on the outside may not know about, you know, something behind the scenes that like really stands out through the years? So we like, you know, with the bar service, for instance, like we try, I don't know if you guys remember all the, you know, the menus that we do and we, we try to, we try to really like curate to the crowd and like, you know, try to have fun with everything. So people have something to talk about and post about. And, you know, we, we try to do something different every year and change it up. And, you know, that's very thought out on our end. Like we're, we're not just coming in and kind of like setting up a bar. I mean, we're trying to always sort of like bring the, you know, the guests into the experience. And I do hope that comes across to everybody. I think it does. Um, yeah. But we're, we're, we try to have, you know, we're, we're not just there to set up a stand. We're, you know, we're trying to be very immersive with our guests and make them have fun with the experience. And, you know, I'm just kind of, there's a lot of behind the scenes that happens with that. Um, you know, me and my staff have meetings a lot and, you know, we test different things and, you know, trying to decide what we think people will like. And because it's a lot of the same people that come back every year, we kind of know what sort of people prefer and, we have a lot of meetings before the event, um, mm -hmm. tasting things, which is sometimes fun too, but um, there's a lot that goes into it 
behind the scenes besides just putting up a sign. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which yeah. is why this panel is so cool because I feel yeah. like most people don't know all the things. And even hearing you all talk about this, I'm like, oh yeah, you do that too. Wow. Like look at us, like all the different things that go into promoting the festival, selling tickets through the year, yeah. like having things run smoothly on site, like getting drinks into people's hands. It's like really cool to uh, this like well-oiled machine that no one knows like they just show up and they're like wow it's a festival yeah, it's yeah. like you don't think about the fence or the porta potties or the right. the bars or like the interviews that are happening when while a show is going on and all that stuff it's I don't know, it's fascinating to me I I love working in this world <laughs> well I mean and we're building year. a city yeah and every year, like I feel like every single year we find something that we can do more efficiently the next year. Yep. And it's it's always changing. Like every year after a week after Abbey Road, I always have a meeting with some of the key people in the box office. What worked best this year? Yeah. What can we do better next year? And we and keep those notes and then we implement them the following year. We do the same thing. And it yeah. literally changes. There's always something different every year because we find something that works best. That works I think better that's a great yeah I think that's a great testament to Gary and his willingness to listen and open be open and evolve and like switch it up every year and from my perspective as a PR person um I applaud him you know greatly because for 20 years you know he's he's finding new ways to do this it's not like we just present the same event every year we shake it up every year we have different presenters we're honoring different albums we're focusing on John Lennon's birthday. We're doing a tribute to, you know, there's all these different angles and stories that we highlight. And we've had a fun time um, just thinking back on all the different special guests that we've had, people that were super close to the Beatles, you know, Pete Best and Prince Pharaoh, all of these people that were part of their lives that have all been to Abbey Road on the River. And like I said, as a PR person that's trying to, you know, tell the stories, it makes it easy when there's a different story to tell every year. And I know that takes a lot of work on Gary and Melissa's part when, you know, they're doing all that curating on the back end of, we want to present something new to our audience. Yes, they can expect some of those things they love, but we, you know, he's, he doesn't sleep on just presenting the same thing. And I think the people appreciate that. And I know we all do too. It makes it fun. Well, I was going to say the other thing that's cool about this festival, as opposed to other events that I do for my company is you know, although it may be annoying at the time when we have these like eight hour long group meetings, what's cool about it is we all can do other things in other departments if something comes up. So, you know, most of the other events I have, you know, the meetings and everything is just in that department you're in. Like you have a meeting with just your department or that department. So you're really kind of isolated to what you do. With Abby Road on the River, we all like, now I can't do everything Melanie does or everything Allie does or everything Melissa does. But I know a little bit of enough, and we all do about each other's apartment, that if something happens for two hours on site, I can jump in and help Melanie or Melissa or Allie. And that is very different than most events that I do. Um, we are all very informed about what each other is doing. And I think that is really cool. Um, we yeah. kind of all have each other's back in like a real solid way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We're all integrated because it all affects yeah. everything else. Like you need to know right. about the, you know, the site planning like everyone needs to kind of work together in that way to to make it work smoother I don't know how you could be left out of not left out but just like in your different categories without yeah. knowing what everyone else is kind of yeah. going towards yeah and for me since I run around a lot just because of all the registers and so forth um if I'm 
fixing an issue on the Merck's computer, I programmed everything in that into um, that computer. So if somebody has a question, how much is this? I I know like. Mm-hmm. It's not something right. where I'm like, um, I don't know. Let me get somebody right. else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right. We all out, just, you know, we, we all just help, each other. help out wherever it's needed. Mm-hmm. Well, and, that, and that's that's also like the you know the setup, like those big group meetings that we have. You know, like I said, they're long, but they're really helpful because now I know what's going on with you and with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that those are just a really helpful tool for all of us. So, And we're like a kind of small and recognizable team, I feel like. So people yeah. on site know us. And when they come up to yeah. you and say, is are, is the show on stage A being delayed? Or yeah. you know what I mean? You want to be able to be like, have the answer. Yeah. And people right. have so, I mean, Gary talks all the time about the compliments he receives on, on our staff, on our staff. I mean, I don't want to toot our own horn, but I do feel like we are super accessible and super accommodating in ways that maybe other festivals are not. And that's something that gives people reassurance when they buy tickets and they come, they're like, we're going to be taken care of. Everything is all good. And, um, I think that that's, that's a big draw, especially for families. And I don't, um, I know, you know, for me personally, I've, let's see, I've had, I've got Piper's eight. So they've come, my girls have come to the festival every single year that um, they've been alive. I've got an eight-year-old and two six-year-olds. And, you know, I can't think of any other festival where I would even want to or feel comfortable bringing my kiddos. Um, But it's just so, it's so different at Abbey Road. It's laid back and mellow. And there's just um, a real chill feel that I think a lot of families, again, find very unique about our event. And that's why it is such a draw for families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To go along with that, it's like, we have such a diverse staff in, in a certain, in a certain respect in like age and experience. And there's so many women on staff. That's why I love talking to the three of you. I mean, there's more women, but um, I feel like there's something to having this younger, like female influence in the way that the festivals run. Um, maybe like women see things differently that others may not notice in order to make things run smoother. I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you think about having that perspective or like all of our unique, you know, perspective adds to the festival? I mean, I feel like, I mean, not to be, not to offend men or anything, but I feel like I, women I are nature's eyes right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Women we have a lot of great men on staff too. Yes. Right, absolutely. <laughs> but women are, are nature's multitaskers. You know, throughout history, we have to take care of, the, we have to cook, take care of the kids, run the house. You know, it's only been in the last 50 years that we've even been in, in the workplace. So I just think, I don't know, I can multitask. I like often have to do help three customers at once while also helping another department do something else and running numbers and all, all sorts of things. And this is yeah. probably every job I've ever had. Multitasking has been one of the best things I've been good at. Yeah. Same, same for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it's funny that you say that Melissa, because you know, like 80% of my entire chair of event staff are female, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. When I think about it, yeah. It's funny to think about like for all my events all year round, it's, um, uh, and I, I've talked about this before because of, you know, I, you know, they can do 30 things at once and, you know, little tiny shout out to the chair of event staff, since we're on here talking about this, who, yes. you know, stand there on their feet and serve drinks for like 12 hours a day. So, um, five days know, my, in a row. 
I could not do this without my really good people that come back year after year and do this event and stand there tirelessly and deal with people and serve drinks and are always smiling and mm -hmm. always, you know, so I wanted to give a little shout out to the Cherrywood Events crew on here. That's Same with my box office. I mean, it's yeah. primarily women. There are some men on the team, but it's the women are the ones that don't mind working the longer shifts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even like at other festivals that I've worked at, I feel like this is unique to us that there are so many women on the management team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, because it is kind of more like male dominated field of just music and management in general. So, well, cheers to us. I like that. Yeah, I like that. We, <laughs> we're all here and doing. We're doing going to have to have a, a cheers to a cheers to us moment at the festival when we like channel this energy because we should do that, ladies. Okay, that sounds let's good. do it. Absolutely. <laughs> I know someone that runs the bars. We can make that happen, Mindy. <laughs> I know a person. I know. I think it would be fun if we like in a in a previous. Well, I think for the 2020 festival, we were talking about doing like a a staff panel where we do like talk about ourselves in like a little um, in one of the tents or something where people can just ask us questions like, "What happens when this happens? Oh, yeah. And what do you do?" If we cool. ever got like five minutes free, yeah. I know hurt. it's hard to <laughs> gather everyone at the same time because we're all yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. So. Um, so before working for the festival, did you, were you all into the Beatles or did it gradually get into it? I'll start. I was necessarily not, I wasn't into them. But I wasn't not into them. I think that's a good answer. Like I wouldn't sit around and play them on my record player. Um, if I heard them come on somewhere, I would get into it. I wasn't a big fan, but I wasn't not a fan. You know, yeah. there's so many people that are like anti-Beatle or pro-Beatle. Mm -hmm. Who is in the middle? Yeah. Um, but now I always get excited when there's like a Beatles category on Jeopardy or like anything like that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to know all the answers. And I usually do. That's awesome. Yeah. I was obsessed when I was in eighth grade, like obsessed, obsessed. Um, mm -hmm. I knew like all the weird random trivia that so many of our customers know, <laughs> um, like and, and like throughout like all my teen years, like I had the posters on my walls. I my favorite Beatle would change, though, like, I mean. Mm -hmm. I think one year I was like a Ringo girl and then a Paul girl and then a John girl and then a George, but Paul is usually more consistent for me. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really just because like I could sing along with his, with his songs a, a lot more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like as the years have gone by and since, you know, I have to listen to the Beatles for a living, I, my fandom has, it's definitely on full during every road on the river, but during some months of the year, it's like, I can't listen to the Beatles right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think it's just because I, throughout my entire life, I've listened to them so much. Right. You channel your eighth grade self when you come to the festival. Because yes, I was like that too. I was like obsessed in middle school, like learning all the facts and playing the songs and stuff. Yeah. But then my, I think um, it's, it mellowed out a little as you get older. I think yeah. every teenager has some kind of like obsession. And then you're like, okay, what else is out there? In sixth Standard. grade orchestra, we did a, um, a Beatle week, which would have, would have been in February. Um, and that's when I kind of first learned, got more into it. And then eighth grade was the 30th anniversary of the Beatles coming to America, um, 1994. Um, and we did an entire month in my music class of 
the Beatles. Um, and we had to like write a paper, pick a Beatle and do like a story from their view. And I picked John. And I think that's what really sparked my like obsession with the Beatles. You guys, I was a punk rock girl. So, I mean, have you guys met me? So, I was just, you know, I was like listening to the descendants and, you know, something like that. It, so, it, it, you know, the Beatles definitely came later in life for me, but um, mm -hmm. I definitely learned to, to love them now. So. Yeah. The funny thing is in eighth grade is the first half of the year, I was listening to like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. And then like, <laughs> as it was February hit, I'm like, I only want to listen to the Beatles. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Allie, what about you? I was a Beatles fan. I can thank my brother here. He, he was eight years older than me. So he, I kind of got his hand-me-down tapes and uh, Sergeant Pepper was one of the first tapes that I got and I wore that sucker out. Um, and my friends and I, I have like vivid memories of my best friend and I listening to, you know, trying to hear like the hidden lyrics and all, when all of that was like, uh, the big buzz, but yeah, I was a fan. I wasn't as much of a fan, I guess, maybe as I am now, just because it's, it has all that more meaning. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like now that my radar is like, tuned into Beatles, I see and hear them everywhere. Absolutely. Um, and I think oh, yeah. it's also because they are everywhere, um, which is phenomenal that 60 years after they were actually in their prime, they're still so prominent in our culture. Mm -hmm. But you know, my girls, like I said, they've been raised on that music. And anytime a Beatles song comes on in the car, I'll turn around and be like, who sings this? And they're all like the Beatles, they know. Mm -hmm. um, and that makes me super proud. So yeah, so I'm just, it, the music means a lot more to me now. Yeah. Do the Beatles follow you all? Like where, if you go into a restaurant and sit down, the first yes. song that comes on mm -hmm. is a Beatles song. Yeah. Sure. Yes. And it's especially when I'm with somebody else from Abbey Road, if yeah, I, yeah. you know, yeah, out with one of you all, one of my box yeah. office team, like there's, it's always almost instantly. It's like, oh, they're playing it for us. Yeah. <laughs> Follows us. Yes. <laughs> well, I love that. I think that's great how the Beatles, the Beatles have brought us all together and, um, and how this, this festival is just, I, I don't know, we still can't put our finger on it, but it really, I love how it's affected all of us in different ways, like working on the staff and um, working the festival and being this being this big family together. I mean, I love, I love working with y'all. So this, this is like, we love working fun. with you, Melissa. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Total love fest all the way yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. We well, can't you wait for, for the festival. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for being here. And um, I'm sure I'll talk to y'all like tomorrow this week, but um, I'm sure our, our customers really appreciate hearing everything, all this behind the scenes stuff. So Yes, I will say that one of the greatest joys of it is seeing how much all of our fans are having fun and enjoying themselves and smiling and dancing because of something that we helped create. So thanks to everybody that comes and supports the festival and um, we'll see you guys real soon. And we're gonna have a special 20th anniversary uh, cocktail at the bar. So nice. that'll be really fun. So you guys can, um, I still haven't finished it yet but I'm coming up with it. I like to experiment, it's the fun part. Yes. Um, but we'll have something fun and different for you guys too. And we'll see you in May. That's so exciting. Yes. <laughs> we'll see y'all. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Something Will Happen. 
Remember that Abbey Road on the River is happening May 26th to 30th, 2022 in Jeffersonville, Indiana. To start making your plans, head over to AROTR.com. There you can see the full lineup of bands that are coming, check out shows we're planning, book your hotels, and grab your tickets while you're there. Head over to AROTR.com slash podcast and enter your email to get $5 of Beetlebucks to use at the festival for food, drinks, and our exclusive festival merchandise. For the most up-to-date information, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll see you in May. Something will happen.